Scripture is a Real Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about elements of the scriptures that have made them become real to us so that we can draw more power out of them because we need the power of the scriptures. I'm your host, Kerry Mielstein, and I am excited to get into Isaiah. I've been so excited to do Isaiah with you for so long, and now we're here. So the purpose of this short cast, and it's a very, very short, short cast, is to let you know some of the things that we're going to do and to give you just a really, really brief uh, kind of historical background and then I've got uh, other things well let me tell you the other thing so I'll also do a video that uh, goes through kind of just um, a, a lot of different kinds of background for Isaiah so this one gives a really short uh, quick and dirty timeline and then uh, that will help you with all of Isaiah understanding the history and what's going on in Isaiah's day is a huge key to understanding Isaiah but you've also got uh, another video that will uh, help you understand the uh, just general lots of background elements to Isaiah and these are part of a series that has its own introduction uh, where we're uh, I'm just sharing my class videos with you so lots of class videos uh, I'm doing lots of podcasts with other people and I'll let you know when those are I'm also doing a number of joint podcasts uh, that will cover topics and introductions uh, ideas of how to to cover Isaiah I'll do uh, some of that myself just general tips and and tricks for understanding Isaiah. Uh, and uh, that's uh, what I have lined up so far, but I'm also dedicated. I'm, I'm just going to keep thinking about what might help you better understand Isaiah. Of course, my commentary is, is a big one, learning to love Isaiah. Uh, this is something that uh, it's the only LDS commentary that touches on every verse in Isaiah and the only one that uh, touches on the original context fairly, very consistently, uh, which then allows you to understand other contexts as well. Uh, and so I'll, I'll uh, use some stuff from there, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm trying to think of other things that would be helpful for you. So let's uh, just look forward to doing Isaiah together. This video is designed to just be an overview of the historical and political events of Isaiah's lifetime, because I found that uh, students find it useful to have an, an overview to begin with to kind of know where we're heading throughout his life and then something that they can return to as we go along you kind of lose track okay what happened when and how did that fit together so a resource that you can turn back to as you go along so you may want to just write these take a screenshot or something when I'm all done with it of the key events or you can write them down or you can just come back to the video whatever works for you um, but the idea is that you will have whoops um, just a uh, uh, a quick and dirty, we should call this the quick and dirty timeline of, of Isaiah's life, something that just helps you. So Isaiah is a prophet for a very, very long time. His ministry begins in the last year of King Uzziah's reign, and um, he doesn't have a lot of interaction with Uzziah. They don't overlap by very much. That's about 740 BC. Uzziah's son Jotham reigns after him for five years, not particularly important. I'm not going to expect you to remember those years or, or a lot about that, just to know that he does reign under Jotham. What becomes important is that after Jotham's five-year reign, Ahaz becomes king, and he rules for about 20 years. And there are some significant things that happens during the time of King Ahaz, namely what we call the Syro-Ephraimite War, Ephraim referring to the northern kingdom. Hopefully by now you know that the uh, ten, the 12 tribes have split into two kingdoms, roughly speaking, 10 in the north, 2 in the south. In the south is the kingdom of Judah, north is the kingdom of, of Israel, uh, also sometimes referred to as the Ephraimites, all right, because they're led by the tribe of Ephraim. So the Syro-Ephraimite War is when Syria 
and the kingdom of Israel try to force the kingdom of Judah to join them in a rebellion against the massive empire Assyria. So not there's Syria and Assyria, right? So they try to force them into it, even threatening um, to assassinate the king and so on. So uh, when Judah it doesn't join their coalition, and Ahaz nearly does, and Isaiah has some things to say about this, and we'll go more into depth in class, a lot more into depth, but this is just the, the brief outline. When Ahaz refuses, they go to war against him. All right, so that's about 733 BC. Ahaz appeals to us area for help against Syria and, and the kingdom of Israel. Um, letting them know they're rebelling and they're trying to force me to rebel. As a result, Assyria invades. Uh, he destroys Syria and then he invades um, uh, Israel in 732 BC. He uh, conquers all sorts of cities. Basically, they submit to him and he deports a whole lot of Israelites. This is the beginning of the scattering of Israel. That You have ancestors, I would guess, that uh, were scattered at this point. This is a significant family history event for us as well. Uh, this is when many of our Israelite ancestors lose their homeland and are scattered and go to wherever it is that you have ancestors from. In any case, that's an important thing that the two groups, uh, the two countries get into a little war with Judah, and then as a result, they're invaded by uh, Assyria. Now, because Judah asked Assyria for help and so on, they become a vassal. They become greatly uh, more dominated by Assyria as a result of all of this. It will be only a few years later that Israel and Syria will rebel again. And so this time Assyria will come in and destroy them both, but especially Israel. They destroy Israel, deport all the tribes. This is the, the full scattering of Israel. Um, the tribes are deported. They move other people in. We'll talk again more about that in, in depth. But uh, at 721 BC, so this is all in Isaiah's ministry, the northern tribes disappear. That northern kingdom is gone. Um, so... This is key because the first like two-thirds of the book of Isaiah, he's trying to get the northern tribes to repent so they won't be destroyed. Once they're destroyed, the book will shift significantly. He's not going to need to have that theme anymore, and we'll talk about that as we go along. Um, Hezekiah begins his reign about 715 B.C., so this is after the northern kingdom has been destroyed. Isaiah and Hezekiah are very, very close. There's even some speculation that um, Hezekiah is Isaiah's son-in-law that Hezekiah married his, his daughter. We don't really know that, but um, that's an old tradition. In any case, they, they're very close, and Hezekiah listens to Isaiah a lot. Uh, Hezekiah himself will eventually rebel against Assyria, and Assyria will invade Judah in 701 B.C., destroying most of Judah, but Jerusalem is miraculously spared. This will be a big topic of the class. There are several chapters of Isaiah that are dedicated to this, so it will be a big event, but Hezekiah reigns, he rebels, Assyria invades, that's a really big deal. Um, when Jerusalem successfully withstands this, Babylon will visit Judah and start to try and form an alliance because Babylon also wants to rebel against Assyria and Judah's the only group that survived that. They only kind of survived it, most of the country's destroyed, but they did survive it. Um, and so Babylon will begin a, a rise to power. They, they will start to become, they will eventually conquer Assyria, not during Isaiah's lifetime, but eventually they will conquer Assyria. Uh, and, and so they begin that rise during this time period, and they will become a, a big and real concern for Isaiah. That's an important thing to note. Um, in any case, uh, they'll figure quite a bit in the last bit of the book of Isaiah. And eventually, um, 
Hezekiah's son Manasseh becomes king, and uh, he traditionally is the one that kills Isaiah because he becomes a wicked king. He co-reigns with his father for a while and seems like he's going to be a good king, but when he's on his own, he becomes very wicked and idolatrous, and tradition holds that he kills Isaiah. So that is uh, your brief overview of Isaiah. Um, as I said, Isaiah dies not long after Manasseh comes to power. Um, in any case, that's just to kind of give you a skeleton to uh, stick all of the stories that we'll do and all of the prophecies that we'll do together. We'll try and contextualize prophecies and when they took place within Isaiah's lifetime and within this historical and political setting. Sometimes we know, sometimes we don't, but a lot of times we can get a pretty good beat on it. So I hope that this is helpful for you.